Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. I'm Russell Howell. And this is the Joyce by Chance show. We're going to talk all things movies, television, streaming, news, all that stuff. And at long last, we are bringing you our what, what was going to be our third, but it's now our last episode of Actors Star Summer. Uh, Russell had to step away for a little bit to deal with some personal matters, but hey, it's fine. We're not going to fault him. Everybody's human. It happens. And I do understand. And he does get my sympathy. So I will, I, I'm, I'm not going to be sure without Russell. I, I will, I'll, I'll delay as long as it takes until he's ready to, to, to roll again. But he's back. And we're I'm back. back. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm back. No, who else is back? The subject of our movie, Mr. John Q. Wick. I don't know the Q's middle name, but it should be. <laughs> Before we get into John Wick, uh, we have some other things to get into, first of all. First of which is the wonderful world of sports. Uh, not a lot happening in the world of football. I mean, we're in preseason right now. And let me just say, my new Lord and Savior, Kenny Pickett, looking pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Successor to leader, successor to leader of men. <laughs> I mean, it's preseason, but it's pretty sure. I mean, I, we'll give it to you. Sure. I mean, hey, hey, it's preseason. So it, hey, look, anytime Kenny Pickett does anything, I'm just like, well, I'm a hey, but hey, Trey, Trey area, Trey area is looking pretty good too. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. Uh, the what? The Ravens are 22 and 0 in preseason. So that's a big thing, I guess. I think so. Yeah, that's. I didn't even know. I actually didn't even know that until somebody posted. I'm like, oh, okay, that's okay, I guess. I mean, the season didn't work out so well last year for them, but hey, preseason, whatever. Hey, I know. I know it's just preseason, but I'm excited for some more Steeler football. And as usual, we're gone Super Bowl. But in other news uh, outside of preseason, I got some minor things. First of all, one thing I wanted to address is the absence of Jesse Bates. Uh, all-star safety for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he was franchise tag in the offseason this year, and he has still yet to sign. He has yet to sign the tag. Huh. So I think this late, I think there's a very good, well, not, gonna, not very good. There is a pretty solid chance that he does not, he never played for Cincinnati ever again, unless they manage to work something out. It's crazy. Yes, yeah, so, which is which is crazy. Like, and that's the main reason why I don't think the Bengals are going to be as dangerous this year because they, you did just lose your best defender. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Why why uh, why hasn't he uh, resigned at all? Well, it's not. It's because they tagged him. He doesn't, he doesn't want he doesn't want to play on the tag. Uh, I mean, he's still gonna get paid. I mean, he's gonna get paid. I mean, I guess is is this a financial? Uh, yes, it is. Thing. I mean, you don't have to play one year under, and you're gonna get money. You're gonna get your money after. I mean, I don't know. It is what it is, I guess. I, I, mean, I don't so, know. Just in case something happens, like you want to have money secure, which I get it. Like just coming from the house of Athens, I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I understand it. Like uh, Devontae Adams did not want to play on the tag, and look what happened to him. Yeah, he got paid a little bit, huh? I got, 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 got paid. Got paid a bit. Couple, a couple, a couple bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's going to end up going to some safety needy team. Uh, yeah, but, but speaking of uh, safety needy. You know who's not safety need now? The Chargers. Uh, because Derwin James, speaking of contracts, has ended his holdout with a San Diego, with the, I keep saying San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. They should still be in San Diego. He has ended his holdout with the Los Angeles Chargers, and he has now signed a four-year extension worth up to $19.1 million a year, $42 million guaranteed, making him the highest-paid safety in league history. So yeah, I think I think that's I think that's pretty 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 good. I mean, another piece of bolster defense. Derwin James went healthy, real game changer at safety. Yeah, 
problem is he just has a problem staying healthy. That's a lot of a lot, a lot of people can join that list though. Yeah, that's that is that's very true. But still, that defense should be formidable, but you know that team. <laughs> They're gonna fuck it up somehow. Somehow. Yeah, I mean they're picking up right where the Philip River days, uh, you know, having a three-headed monster with him, LT and uh, Gates, and they still couldn't do anything. So, yeah, I, who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's my, uh, it's pretty solid signing. Uh, Carl Nassib, former uh, Raiders defensive end, has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, good depth because considering in bulk of their defense from last season did not come back. And all that, you know, that front that front four was decimated. I think and Dominic Zoom pretty sure is gone. Jason Pierre Paul is not playing there anymore. Yeah. So yeah, Carl Nass a pretty good, pretty good signing for them overall of face value for what could be what could be, I'm fairly positive, Brady's last season. Yeah, this may be, if not this one, next one for sure. Uh, this one's probably feeling got the feels for it. Well, it was weird because like he was doing like this weird, like he he, he wasn't showing up to camp. I was gonna talk about this, but he just showed up today. He wasn't going to camp. Like, for some reason, he was just, like, not showing up. It felt like a contract holdout, but he already had a contract, and he's, like, 40, he's like 44 anyway, so. Yeah. There's no, he, there's no reason to hold out. Apparently, there's some uh, trouble uh, with the misses, I guess. That's, yeah, that's, that's from that's what I heard. I feel, I, yeah. That's from what I heard. Yeah, apparently, uh, Giselle was not happy that he elected to go back to play football again. No, they even threw the D word in there with a possible divorce, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, that would be that'd be an expensive ass divorce if it were. Uh, I mean, I think she'd be financially taken care of. Uh, oh, she absolutely would. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like one of these things. I mean, even if he does play a couple more seasons, he's in his mid forties. I mean, so has a, a lot of life left to to live. You know what I mean? I, I don't understand why she's she's all. You know what I mean? He's built. He's already built his brand. You know the Brady. Uh, brand with uh, his clothing now um i don't know I, I i don't know yeah i just it's just like i mean i, I get the frustration where it's just like you know you had all the time spent with, with your family now and now you're just like we're gonna fucking throw it to the winds to go play football again you think i'm staying home on a sunday haha <laughs> <laughs> fuck my family <laughs> i got it i'm gonna go i'm gonna go play with 22 dudes i got football to throw <laughs> But uh, yeah, be the way, uh, Buccaneer. I, I mean, that's just that the AFC, the, the NFC South fucking sucks. So they should still be in good shape. Uh, uh, yeah, you you, you can go eleven and six and win that division. Speaking of speaking of NFC South, uh, Baker Mayfield has been a uh, after two weeks preseason. Baker Mayfield has officially been named the starter for Week One in Carolina. Pretty obvious answer considering that he was the best quarter because of he was the best quarterback they had on that roster. And, yeah. you know, his, his chance got infinitely better when uh, Matt Corral went down with a list Frank injury. He's not going to be playing this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I said that when they traded him. I think, you know, I, I knew that he was going to be a starting quarterback. I don't know why they, you know, they wanted to make it sound like, oh, there's going to be competition for the spot. I get it. This isn't a surprise, though. So uh, I think he's going he's to do okay down there. I mean, there's just no big weapons for him to, to, to utilize down there, unfortunately. He'll, he'll show Jacoby Brissett who's boss. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, also, after the season, uh, <laughs> oh, the Jets' woes never cease. Uh, Makai Becton, first-round pick from the year 2020, uh, after missing the bulk of the season last year uh, with, I believe, I believe he had like, an, like a knee injury, like a knee contusion or something. Uh, he got injured in training camp again. <laughs> Jeez. 
yes, uh, he had a fracture. It uh, was a vol- avulsion fracture on his right kneecap, and he's expect- currently expected to miss the entirety of the season. Uh, this is a guy who, within two seasons, has played 15 games for the New York Jets. Man, that's unfortunate. I mean, it's it's one of those things, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, every, every, like they say, any given Sunday, you know, you never know when you take the field what's going to happen. Um, you, you hope that you can have that longevity, uh, staying healthy like uh, like a Frank Gore. We use a Niner, for example. Um, you know, where you have that, you know, you have 15, 16 games. We're now 17 games. Uh, in the tank every year and you can like pretty much bank on this person for staying healthy it's tough though I mean it's a it's a tough uh it's a tough break especially for the Jets because you know the Jets can't catch anything man they oh man that's I'm just glad I'm not a Jets fan it could be could be could be bad it could be worse right it could be bad as a Niners could be worse always be worse good luck yeah you could always you could always say hey you know could always be worse could be the Jets and uh laughing you're talking about uh there's been a verdict made on the Deshaun Watson side, on the Deshaun Watson suspension. Uh, we, per, we previously talked about how he was spent. You now, the way the NFL works is well, we have the, the punishment system now works is they will now have an outside mediary suggest a punishment. NFL does not have to listen to it. It's, it's not set in stone. It's not concrete. They can do their own internal punishment and appeal for more or less gains if they deem it worth. If they deem it, yeah, if they deem such. Uh, they did that for Deshaun Watson when they heard like six game suspension. They appealed for more. So Deshaun Watson is now going to be suspended for 11 games. And I think it was a $5 million fine. What a joke. Yeah. $5 million fine for this fact that this guy just signed like a Buku big contract to Cleveland. Um, well, a guaranteed contract, might I add. Yeah. I mean, again, we, we talked about this last episode. Uh, it's just the NFL looks like a joke when it does stuff like that. I mean, yeah, 11 games. I, I still. But you, 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 want, you want to know the best part of this, Russell? And what would so, that be? Uh, so he, he, he spent it for 11 games. They had their bye week within those 11 games. So he'll be back week 13. You know who the, you know who the Browns play week 13? Who do they come back and play? Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. The Houston, is it the Texans, isn't it? It is the Houston Texans. It is. Boy, it's funny how that stuff works out like that, huh? Yeah, right? And it's like, come on. He's also like, come on. It's coming it's back. Be real. Uncle Deshaun's coming back, baby. Uncle Deshaun is back. Hide your wife. <laughs> very much hide your hide your wife. Hide your other wives. Hide your girlfriends. Hide your sister. Hide your mom. That's supposed to be Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what a pig. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, this is just it's just one of those things where it's kind of unfortunate. We've talked about this before. Um, it's just the NFL looks like a joke when you hand out these types of, uh, you know, I, I, I would call it not even like a penalty or like a fine or whatever, because it's a joke. Five million dollars is nothing. Especially so, the guy who just signed a two hundred million dollar contract fully guaranteed. So. Yeah. So, so to me, it's like, you know, make an example would be like, oh, OK, he's find 50 million dollars oh okay now it's like a little bit of a bigger deal that's a quarter of his his contract you know what i mean this is um, about 25 assault allegations that is roughly one million dollars for every five women there there you have it yeah so you you group five women together and they got a million bucks there you go <laughs> and then you divide that and then you got what uh like what two or well, my, my, my five is about uh 200 000 bucks it, it, yeah, two hundred thousand. So then, yeah, boy, that's just, oof. yeah. I don't know. Like I said, uh, I think the penalty was too harsh, or not too harsh, too lenient. Not, not harsh enough. Um, yeah, not harsh enough. I just, like I said, it, it's just unfortunate that this 
this this shit has to stop in professional sports in general. We shouldn't have to use the clout of being a professional, like I'll use quotations, a professional athlete. Um, you still should be held to the same standards as anybody would be. Right. regardless of what you do. I mean, if you and I do that, we're going to jail. You know what I mean? There's just no ands, ifs, or buts about it. It shouldn't be about what your, yeah, like what your cloud is. You know, it should be evenly distributed across the, you know, all sports. Yeah, no, pardon me, pardon me. Would, I, 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 would, I would agree with that. So uh, that's going to do it for the wonderful world of sports. Now move on to uh, trailer talk. Uh, we've got a couple of things to talk about today. That, this, is not, this is not a very heavy uh, time for trailers a couple of weeks ago. We did some good ones. First thing we're going to talk about is for a Netflix show. It's called Guillermo del Toro's Cabinets of Curiosities. Uh, so Cabinet of Curiosities is a uh, Netflix horror anthology that is done by Guillermo. Well, it's produced and I believe presented by Guillermo del Toro. I think he's hosting it. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's going to be a series of uh, one episode anthologies. Sort of, sort of like Twilight Zone. Actually, exactly Twilight Zone. Um, but they're bringing a lot of cool director, like Jennifer Kent is directing one. Uh, directed, she directed the Baba Duke. Um, Catherine Hardwick is doing one. Uh, yeah, I know you're big fan of Thirteen. Yeah. Uh, Anna Lily Amapor, the woman who directed A Girl I Come Along at Nights. Uh, Keith Thomas, David Pryor. Uh, a lot of people, who, a lot of directors who have just done some really, really solid work in the past. And you know, they're working under the Del, the Del Toro banner. They just showed some uh, previews from some of the episodes they're doing. Uh, some of the cast included, they got Essie Davis, you got Andrew Lincoln, F. Murray Abraham is going to be in an episode, Tim Blake Nelson, Crispin Glover, Peter Wellers, Via Batella, uh, so many people. So uh, are you looking forward to Cabinet of Curiosities? I am. Uh, I love the uh, week week of Halloween, pretty much uh, the release date of it. I, I think it's perfect. Um, hopefully, I think they're going to drop all the episodes at once, I would hope. Probably, yes. Yeah, so I'm down for it. Like I said, perfect time of the year to uh, watch scary stuff. I always like the uh, Halloween theme stuff. So yeah, I- I'm on board with it. I think it looks really, uh, really well done. And it's almost like, yeah, Guillermo del Toro is like the crypt keeper pretty much kind of warming you up and letting you know about the, you know, what stories are going to be uh, told. Yeah, basically kind of like the, the the Hispanic Rod Serling. There, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, so... That is, let me definitely get a really fit on that. That is set to debut. Actually, there's no official release. Oh, sorry. October 25th, 2022. So, like, right in the midst of a uh, horror October month. So, yeah, not definitely looking forward to that. Uh, next thing we're going to be talking about is the first trailer for The Triangle of Sadness. Uh, so, The Triangle of Sadness is an indie film. It was actually, actually won the uh, Palme d'Or at the Cannes Film Festival, uh, the Cannes Film Festival this year. Uh, this is a movie directed by I'm trying to figure out, uh, Ruben Oslin, who directed, uh, directed Force Majeure, which is a movie I'm actually a really big fan of. And uh, basically, this is a story about, about, about classism. It's about crews for the super rich where it sinks, leaving survivors, including fashion mall celebrity couples trapped on an island. So uh, cast includes Harris Dickinson, Woody Harrelson, uh, and a bunch of other people who I've never heard of. Uh, but <laughs> Uh, Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Triangle of Sadness? It looks funny. Um, I like the whole play on satire on just like, uh, you know, class systems and stuff like that, making fun of kind of poking fun, making fun of uh, the wealthy. Um, I like that. I think it's, it's just it looks entertaining enough. I mean, it looks something that you don't see all the time. This is something like a, more of a fresh, you know, a fresher approach uh, to, to making something. So I, I'm, I'm on board. I'd agree. I'd agree. 
and that is set for a release, a wide release on uh, October 7th, 2022. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is a the first trailer for The Menu. Now, I remember I saw this trailer like way back when. I don't remember what, what it was in front of, but I've been excited for this one for a very long time. And this is a, uh, this is a uh, black comedy horror film. And basically about a young couple who travel to a remote island to eat at the Hawthorne restaurant run by a, a celebrity chef uh, who prepared a lavish, a uh, lavish menu where the food is treated as conceptual art. His approach to cuisine is uh, get some, uh, got some shocking, uh, shocking stuff behind it. And some not so not very kosher things going on <laughs> behind the scenes. As the uh, cast includes Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, uh, John Leguizamo, among others, and Hong Chao. Uh, Russell, what do you think the trailer for The Menu? I dug it. It's like uh, if a murder mystery goes completely wrong and you think you're in a show, but you're actually part of the show. Like, you're literally part of the show. Yeah. Um, I dug it. I like the uh, cast, uh, you know, with Holton, Anna Taylor, and uh, Ray Fiennes. Always always good in everything he does. Um, yeah, I'm on board. I, I, I'm actually looking forward to this. I, and this is the first time I saw the preview. Yeah, it's weird because like it's, I saw it in theaters, but like, then it's like they never like released it publicly. I'm just like, what, what, what's what's going on? But either way, I'm excited. Yeah. And it's set for a release. It's, deb- it's debuting in uh, TIFF uh, in September, and it's going to be releasing uh, worldwide on November 18th, 2022. Uh, next trailer we're talking about is for the greatest beer run ever. <laughs> so the greatest beer run ever is a movie that unites three actors who I never thought I'd seen anything together. Uh, yeah. This movie starring Zac Efron alongside Russell Crowe and Bill Murray. So basically, this, this takes place in 60s era America. And uh, Zac Efron's a guy, you know, he's, he's, a bit of a bur- he's a bit of a burnout. Uh, but he, you know, he's a, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's a Marine Corps veteran. Uh, but he decides to go to Vietnam and deliver beer to all the soldiers from his neighborhood. And this is the thing that I guess somebody actually did. <laughs> I did not realize this is based on a true story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, stars Zach Efron, Russell Crowe, and Bill Murray. Uh, it's uh, also directed by Peter Farrelly, who of the Farrelly Brothers, who I will remind everybody is an Oscar-winning filmmaker. Yeah. This uh, is set for a release on Apple TV Plus, September 30th, 2022. Russell, what's the trailer for the greatest beer run ever? Yeah, kind of what you said. Uh, and at first, I thought that was Matt Damon. It sounded like Matt Damon. It did look like Matt Damon. The, the first guy that was talking. Um, but yeah, I never would have thought Efron, Bill Murray, and uh, Mr. Cake and Pie himself, Mr. Russell Crowe. Mr. Pie. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Pie. 3.1 for himself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it looks okay. I don't know if I would go all that distance to what, bring somebody Paps. Uh, Paps tastes like shit. Um, yeah, that's just me. You're gonna go through all this beer. Just saying. Uh, all, this, warm, all this trouble. That was up with me at Paps, and it's warm Paps, so like even worse. But hey, I get the point behind it. Um, no, I mean I think it looks entertaining enough. Like I said, this is like this is this is a you know a decent uh, you know pickup for Apple TV Plus. I mean, it, it looks all right. Yeah, I, I'm just like really kind of like what you said to open it. I'm like. Never thought that these guys would ever cross. You know, uh, Zach Efron yeah. looks really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think it looks it looks good. I mean, it looks it, it looks good enough. I, I mean, I just never thought like with Murray and uh, yeah, just never thought that it would be a thing. 
I'm really liking his evolution as an actor. I think this is a really good project for him. That I'm excited to see how it turns out. Yeah. Like it's September, September 30th, 2022. Uh, next show we're talking about is for Do Revenge. This is another Netflix movie. And this is a this is a movie in which uh, it starts two women, two girls played by Camilla Mendez and Maya Hawk. Uh, people whose reputations are ruined, so they set out to get revenge by getting revenge on the people who wronged them, but they're doing it to the other person's, you know, revenge victim. Yeah. And if the, you think this sounds a lot like Strangers on a Train, it is. This <laughs> is just set in high school. Yeah. Uh, Russell, what do you think of the trailer for Do Revenge? Almost got a vibe of Promising Young Woman, too. Yeah, uh, but that bit of Heather's. Kind of, I mean, just just a little bit, you know, somebody wronging you, you're trying to, you know, get your revenge, the person that jaded you or whatever. I mean, it looks okay. Uh, definitely kind of like a, a, I don't know, it's something different for Netflix for sure. Um, really, I, I like the, I like the trailer. This is the, exact, this is the exact kind of shit I expect to see on Netflix at this point. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think it's something that's, I don't know. I, maybe I have, but we've probably seen it on Netflix, I'm sure, but I don't know. It looks it looks okay. Yeah, something it's directed by Jennifer Caitlin Robinson, who directed uh, Someone Great, which was a Netflix film, it was pretty good. And realize also the, a co-writer on Thor: Love and Thunder. Huh? About that. Yeah, so she's gonna be, make, gonna be directing this feature, and yeah, this is set for a release on September sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. Now, last thing we're talking about is also with Netflix. This is the first trailer for Wednesday. So Wednesday is a we talked about this a couple of times this is the tim burton produced and half directed eight episodes he directed like four of them uh he uh directed at this uh show revolving around the adam family mainly wednesday adams uh it's a super it's a, it's described as a supernatural mystery comedy coming of age show uh as she goes to high school nevermore academy which is where her parents went and where she attempts to match her psychic powers and stop a monstrous killing spree of the town citizens and solve a supernatural mystery that has affected her family for 25 years. Uh, stars Jenna Ortega, who's been exploding this year as Wednesday Adams, uh, Luis Guzman as, Goes, as Gomez Adams, Catherine Data Jones as Morticia Adams, as well as uh, Gwendolyn Christie of Game of Thrones and other people, I am sure. Uh, so Russell, what did you think of the trailer for Wednesday Adams? Or sorry, just for Wednesday. I liked it. Um, you definitely get the Adams family vibe to it. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I liked it, uh, especially if it comes out around another Halloween release too. I think it's pretty, pretty perfect, pretty perfect release. So uh, to me, no, I, I'm on board. I think you know uh, Ortega looks and 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 embodies that Christina Ricci. Uh, Wednesday Adams. So to me, I think um, I think this is going to be fun. I mean, it, it does look it, do, it does look pretty uh, pretty fun. You know, that's weird. Like seeing the trailer, it's like I'm I'm a little put off by how much she smiles, just because like you know I think of like the the, the Sonnenfeld films when Wednesday yeah. Adams smiles, it was genuinely disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I mean a lot yeah, more like, smiles in this one. Yeah, yeah, and she and she smiled like like five or six times in this trailer. I'm just like I don't know. But look, it's not, it's not me. It's not me saying like I don't think she's gonna be a good one. Yeah, I think she will be. I think she's. I think she's a very talented actress. I'm excited to see what she does. Uh, I'm curious about who they got playing Fester Adams because apparently he is in it, and uh, they the makers of the show refuse to talk about who's playing Fester Adams. Uh, I did hear a rumor about who it's gonna be. I'm not gonna say it right here. I'm not gonna say it live. I'm not gonna out myself. But if it's right, oh damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, either way, I'm excited for it. 
Uh, no, no word on the release it is. It's going to be going to be premiering in the fourth quarter of 2022, so towards the back half of the year. And uh, I mean, I think it's a major missed opportunity if they don't drop this all on a Wednesday. They have oh, to. Yeah. I mean, you, you would have to. It's... Yeah, but yeah, this is set for release. On, actually, yeah, no release date, but we'll come out sometime before the end of the year. Don't you just love that? Just looking forward to just sometime. Yeah, it's just, it, it can come tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. It, it, it could be tomorrow. It can be, it can be whatever, you know. <laughs> Between this time and this time, yeah. It, 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 it's like we did, we, we finished the show and we're like, oh, oh shit, it's out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you mean uh, this thing's been out for a month already? That's how Netflix is, man. Like, I, like they, they'll like drop things and it's like, oh, that, that was, it's already out? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't like that surprise drop. Like, just tell me when so we can or at least, at least like make a big deal out of it. It's just like or like like one of the I had so many like fucking shows in the movie where it's like, oh, it's out. Okay, well, I guess I can watch it. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, prep it up like you did a stranger things. I mean, it's exactly. you know, you're you're building it up. I mean, you're putting all this effort and time into a product for your brand. Why wouldn't you wanna I don't know, it's just it's kind of you know, just just piss poor on the uh marketing. Well, either way. Uh, that's going to do it for trailer talk. Cause you know, we want to notorious news. First thing we'll be talking about, I uh, got to, uh, got to salute, got to salute our fallen. Once again, uh, we got some pretty high profile, uh, you know, passing in the last couple, last couple of weeks. Uh, first of which most shocking of all was Anne Heche. Yeah. Anne Heche, uh, actress, uh, most probably known for, I would say Gus Van Sant's psycho. That and six days, seven nights. I threw that in there too. Uh, Volcano, Donnie Volcano, Brown, John Q. Uh, she was someone who was just around. Uh, she was just around for a long time. Did a lot of great stuff. And yeah, most of, most of the thing about her is the fact that she had a very you know, tumultuous private life. Yeah, because I mean, she was obviously uh, when uh, she was dating Ellen. She was. That's right. Yeah. Um, fun fact, not a fun fact, but just kind of weird. I thought that the Steel City Comic Con they have it three times a year in, in Pittsburgh area in Monroeville, where uh, I believe the uh, one Dawn of the Dead I think was filmed down there. I really I'm mistaken. I'm pretty sure. Um, but anyway, she was going to be part of the uh, 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 you know the, one of the like the guests that were signing and doing pictures and stuff like that for uh, wow. for the for this uh, for this month of August down there. So, yeah, obviously, uh, with the whole accident and stuff like that, you know, we didn't know how bad it was. Um, obviously, they had made a post about, you know, they, they have to postpone, like, she's not going to obviously be there. And then, I mean, it just, like, really just, you know, yeah, went she, south, south really fast. She was in a car accident, a very bad, fiery car accident. Yeah. I believe she was, on, like, on life support, and they decided to pull the plug. With the, interesting, the interesting thing about this whole thing is that, like, the place where she got into the accident the same place where Harrison Ford got into his helicopter crash. And they were both in six days, seven nights. Both in seven nights. How, I mean, that's just, that's crazy. I, I mean, that, that is crazy. It's very unfortunate too, because I think she was battling with, uh, I think, was it with alcohol or drugs or something like that? Both, I think both. Both, yeah. And that's just unfortunate. I mean, at the end of the day, people are just like us, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, you never know what goes on behind closed doors and you, know, they put this facade up that, you know, Hey, you know, we're, we're entertaining you and we're doing this and that, but you know, they wrestle with the same things that you and I wrestle with and other people, you know, our listeners wrestle with. So, I mean, it's sad when anything like that happens, especially, you know, people that are, you know, especially in the entertainment industry and just stuff like that, that could have been, you know, prevented if, 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 you know, gotten help, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, another one we lost, uh, sadly, was uh, Miss Olivia Newton-John. Uh, yeah. The I believe the first major Australian female movie star. I would, yeah, I would, I would say so. I really wouldn't know who she would put in there. Well, yeah, I mean, I was sold by an Australian, so I'm just, I'm just assuming it's true. It's got. It's got to be. I mean, that's that's yeah. Easily most known for her starring role in Greece, absolutely, and slightly known for, and also very well known for the physical video. Which, if you not if you have not seen it, please do. It's yeah. uh, it's something. Now, for me personally, uh, the thing I the thing I know her from is uh, her as uh, her role in Xanadu, which if you have not seen it. My God, please go see it. I have not seen it. I did purchase it on Amazon, um, and I have it. I have physical media, you know, I, I, I do have it. Though. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, Xanadu, which is also the last, the actually the last uh, film role of the Hollywood legend, Mr. Gene Kelly. Well, yeah, there, there you have it. What, you wouldn't see that coming, huh? Uh, but yeah, she uh, passed away. She, uh, she was a very, very long, long battle with breast cancer. Yeah, I uh, did a lot for breast cancer research, and actually, a lot of uh, theaters now are doing uh, grief showings, where yeah, a I, lot of the proceeds are going to breast cancer research. So, uh, yeah. if you're in a theater, if you're there's a theater in Utah, Greece, go see it it's for a good cause. It's also pretty, it's also pretty, pretty damn good movie. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So rest, in, rest in peace, rest in peace, Sandra D. And uh, the last one we're going to talk about is uh, as uh, one behind the lens, Mr. Wolfgang Peterson mm-hmm. passed away. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson, uh, director known for, I mean, just uh, for several decades of work from Das Boot, Neverending Story, to Troy, to Perfect Star, to Air Force One, Outbreak, In the Line of Fire. This guy was just, he was one of those filmmakers who would just like, you know, he was always there. He was always doing stuff. He's always super underrated. And like he, when he cranked out a banger, it was a banger. I remember when I was a kid, I had like this like really weird obsession with Troy because I love swords and I love like gladiators, like sword fighting and stuff like that. So Troy, Troy's pretty, pretty decent. I was, I, I was really into Troy. Um, but yeah, uh, Wolfgang Peterson, uh, someone else who I was, I, I, I was very, I mean, he was a little older, but still, I was very sad to hear of his passing. Yeah, I was big in the, in the line of fire when it came out. Loved the uh, Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich uh, mashup. Uh, it was a really good film, good solid thriller. Um, Clint Eastwood though, still kicking. Really, re- yeah, um, really wow. good film. <laughs> that dude is just like surviving on just like just anger. Just like, yeah, he's gri- yeah. like grizzled anger. He's literally sitting on his porch, just like Gran Torino. <laughs> right. Yeah, with a beer in his hand and a gun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, this is the last one we're gonna talk about in this, in this kind of subject, which is this person didn't pass away, but I bet he's probably gonna he's probably gonna be done making films. Uh, Lars von Trier actually announced that he has Parkinson's. Uh, Lars von Trier, uh, known for directing a series of very wildly disturbing films, including the Infomaniac saga, Melancholia, which actually is, is actually pretty good, uh, The House of Jack Built, Antichrist, Dogville. Um, the guy who, look, I mean, a lot of his movies like aren't a lot of his movies didn't really. I didn't really jive with. I'll, I'll be yeah. honest, but I do think that the guy had like genuine talent. Yeah. And like when he and when he got it right, he got. I think he got it fucking right. And you know, it just sucks to see somebody's career go out like this. Kind of like with Michael J. Fox. Like like his parking was so bad, he took a break from acting for a very long time. Yeah, and it's crazy. 
Um, I read something. I know this isn't really, I mean, it's disease, you know, affecting somebody. I mean, Jack Nicholson's just old, but I think he's suffering from dementia now, which is really, I, I guess where I read something where it's like, it would hurt his, you know, uh, prepping for like, you know, uh, to film and stuff. I like get to memorize lines or whatever. Like it's like came into that. It's coming to that type of, you know, uh, so like, uh, like, like a Bruce Willis. Like an intersection, yeah, to where it's like, I mean, obviously he's a lot older than Bruce Willis, but what I'm saying is it's still, it's like, it's still sad to see somebody that was so, you know, prevalent and so, you know, iconic just, you know, go like that. It's, it's, it is kind of sad. Yeah, but either way, Lars, uh, enjoy, enjoy retirement, buddy. Enjoy it. Uh, we got some other things to talk about, but on to, you know, our, the, light, the lighter side of the news. Uh, first thing we're talking about, Top Gun Maverick continuing to crush uh, past $1.6 billion at the box office. And it is past Avengers Infinity War at the domestic box office. Yeah, fun fact, uh, that was not our number one for the uh, summer. It was nobody's number one for the summer. Yeah, you're still riding light year, and I'm still thinking Thor's going to catch up, right? You got a couple. You only got a couple days. <laughs> I'm sorry, 1.4 billion, not 1.6. But point is, this is, this is still killing it. Still crazy. Uh, I mean, I definitely I've only seen it the one time, which is shocking for me. But I will definitely, I definitely want to see it one more time before it leaves theaters. But uh, if this is something I had a conversation with my, my friends the other day, do you think there is a genuine chance that Top Gun Maverick gets the Best Picture nomination? I mean, you get ten of them. I mean, why not? Why would you not put it in there? Do you know what I mean? You get, well, you get, you get ten slots that you now have to use. I think I think it definitely gets a nom. Gets a nom. No, I think it will get a nom just for the fact of look what it did. Like. Yeah, you know, box office wise. Tom, I mean, how do you how, how do you how do you not do it? Tom Cruise saved the movies. How do you not do that though? I mean, it's what, I, what I'm trying to say. Like, you just yeah. you you almost have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about Tom Cruise a little bit later, but yeah. Now, kudos, to Top Gun. Kudos to the Top Gun team. And utilize those ten spots, please. But, well, the they academy. Have they have to now. Which is fantastic. Good. I'm like, glad. Like, like, it, like it is a rule. They have to use all ten spots now. Good, because uh, you know, there's many years. Remember, there was t- times they had like only eight, like eight or nine. Is like, yeah. like wh- why, why have ten? But you're not going to use them. <laughs> Just throw it in there. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to win. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Speaking of, uh, you know, doing big numbers, uh, House of the Dragon had had its debut this last uh, Sunday. Uh, full disclosure: I have not seen it yet. Neither have I. That came out last night. Uh, this recording was last night. Last night. Yeah. Uh, but yes, either way, uh, I'm not, I've not seen it. I'll probably watch it after we're done recording here right now. But uh, it uh, had monster numbers de- uh, debuting. Uh, yeah. Pilot was viewed by almost 10 million people, which makes it the highest debut for any HBO show ever. It's crazy. That's a lot. I mean, that just shows you the uh, power of Game of Thrones and, and uh, just the, uh, you know, the audience, you know, I guess wanting kind of more from the way it ended. Well, yeah, also, like, also from, the audience. From what I hear. All the so, audience wanting to get the taste of the taste of failure out of their mouths. So, uh, yeah. And like, and like I said, I mean, this might be something that you and I can maybe talk about. I, I don't know, since, since this is a perfect spot to come into now, because it's before all the happenings of the Game of Thrones uh, show. So, you know. Yeah, theoretically, you should, you should be able to just hop into this one. Yeah, so that's the other kind of reason why I kind of wanted to... Uh, uh, go into it because I figured why not? Uh, how many is, uh, episodes are they doing? Ten? Uh, I think they're doing ten for the first season. Uh, speaking of shows uh, that we did watch, and it's a fantastic show. Did you see the bear at all yet? 
You know what? It's funny. I just started uh, that yesterday. Uh, it's so good. It's so good, man. The first uh, episode so, was fucking was fucking great. Oh my god, it gets it gets better and better, man. That's Enjoy. I feel like I feel like the show I can't watch if I haven't eaten. Uh no, because later, like, because we, my wife and I watched it late at night, and I'm like, man, that looks so good. Man, I want to eat. I said, man, that looks good. <laughs> it's kind of like, there's like, like why I can't watch Chef on an empty stomach. Just like, fuck, I'm hungry. Meanwhile, I go to the uh, kitchen, pour myself milk, and have milk and Oreos or something. It's I, I did look up just like just like, like where can I get like an Italian beef sandwich? Because like in the first episode, people like they have them making like these like Italian biscuits, uh, like just rate, wait, just sandwiches. Just wait, wait till all the different types of food. Uh, just it, it's a great show. Uh, but my know, wife got me hooked into it. You know what else? I started watching something. I, I I think you should at least give a shot. Uh, give a shot to. It's called the rehearsal. You heard of this? The rehearsal. It sounds familiar. What, what's it on? It's on HBO. Okay. The yeah. rehearsal. I'll, I'll write it down. It's uh. I can't really describe what the show is about, but it's uh. It's something. All right. Well, I'm always down to like. I mean, when I actually do watch streaming things. Yeah. Um, my wife pulled this one out because first off, it's very easy to binge. It's only like 24, 25 minutes an episode. Yeah, yeah. And, I noticed that. It's only like eight. And, and the fact that she works in a re- restaurant industry. So it was kind of yeah. So it was kind of one of those in-house things where it's yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They, they do say that stuff. They do do this type of thought. So uh yeah, definitely, definitely a great show. I'm, I'm kind of looking yeah, forward to what I, you I thought, think. I already got renewed for a second season. So, so yeah, I mean because yeah, that goes. Yeah, good solid acting in it. Yeah, I, I will definitely be uh, watching the rest of the bear uh, at some point for sure. Uh, next piece of news, uh, news you're talking about. Uh, speaking of Netflix, you know we talked about how sometimes <laughs> their the things they're doing do not get uh, you know it'll come out at some point. I don't know when, but it'll come out. Uh, yeah. They did dates today was Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery uh, that got a, that got an official release date. It will be debuting on Netflix. Uh, December twenty third, twenty twenty two. Doesn't that for Christmas? Cool. Uh, but they're also having a potential theatrical release in November. So you know, uh, we did we did review the first episode of uh, the first episode, the first Knives Out movie that's on our feed. If you want to go check that out. Um, but you know, if given the option to watch uh, Glass Onion theaters, Russell, are you going to take it? Uh, yeah, I will go. So will I. Yeah, because being in somebody who did not go to the theater to see Knives Out, you guys can check that on our feed. Another plug at it, why not? I did not go see that in the theater, um, and it was a fantastic film. Uh, yeah, why? I definitely would want to catch this catch this uh, second one, absolutely, in the theater. Yeah. That's well, a good news for Netflix. I think I've got some bad news for Netflix. Uh, the Disney streaming services have officially passed Netflix in terms of subscribers. Not a surprise. I think we probably we saw that coming. We saw I'm that sure. coming, but like, but in the space in the in the span that they built, because the, Netflix got really big around like 2012, 2013. Yeah. So they've had this. They've had this base. They've had ten years to build this base. It took Disney three years to do yeah. what Netflix didn't do. What Netflix did in ten. Yeah, well, but I mean, I, but I look, look at yeah. We'll include the disclaimer. This is not saying Disney Plus has surpassed Netflix. This is a culmination of all three other services, that being Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. All yeah. three combined have passed Netflix. I feel like Disney Plus will pass Netflix at some point in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. I mean, but look at its catalog. I mean, it, like, that's that's the big thing you got to go with. I mean, it has all the Star Wars films, yeah. all the Pixar films, obviously all the classic Disney cartoons. I mean, it has it. They're creating, you know, tons of, you know, obviously original content. Um, 
it, yeah, it's only a matter of time before they they absolutely get um, get to Netflix and they're not dropping, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like Netflix gets something and then they drop it a month later. Like, you know, Disney plus is pretty good about keeping their stuff. And not to, not to, not to mention that, uh, you know, Netflix is running out of like really marketable stuff. Yeah. It's only going to go for another season. Cobra Kai, who knows how much longer that's going to last. Yeah, but we still have it now, so it's enjoyable for now. We have it now. Like, we will enjoy it for now. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to watch both of them, but yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'll watch it for now, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, what becomes their big show after those are done? The, I mean, that's the thing we start. That's the thing that we should be, like, as a marketing team at Netflix. Shit, what are we going to do now? Like, we can't bank on these shows. We need to find the next show. You know what we I mean? Next, we are our next big thing. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you, then that's where they're at. They have to. Yeah. Uh, next piece you're talking about. Uh, speaking, well, speaking of shows, uh, to the delight of many fans, uh, Dan Harmon announced today that the community movie is officially happy. It's not like greenlit, but it is happening. So it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. They got a story worked out. They got uh, you know they're they're, neg- they're negotiating with all the actors to come back. So this is a thing that is very close to actually happening. Now, Russell, I'm assuming I don't think you were watching Community, did you? No, I, I'm, I'm very boring, I guess. I think, I think a lot of the thing is, um, yeah, I've never watched it. I've heard of it. I'm just never, never watched that, it. I, th- I think you really like that show a lot, honestly. Community. What's it on? Uh, I think as of right now, it's on Netflix. Let me double check. I'm trying to see what, I'm trying to see who's. I forgot who had the streaming rights to this. Community. Okay, so this is uh, Joel McHale. Okay. Uh, Suspended lawyer. Okay, Savannah Lawyer's first in role in a community college with eccentric staff. It sounds funny. Oh yeah, no, the, the, oh. the show is absolutely hilarious. Joel McHale was also is also in uh, John Wick, huh? No, he's not. Is it, it's not. It looks it looks a lot like him. Is is Joel McHale the one that's on those um those commercials? No, that's uh, Dean Winters. Doug, you're thinking the the progressive or the Allstate guy, right? Yeah, it looks a lot like him. Yeah, that's Dean Winters. But yeah, so in case, you, in case you're not familiar with Community, this is a story about uh, a group of friends who meet while attending community college. And it's funny because one of the things that was talked about, like a big campaign during the show was six seasons in a, six seasons in a movie. So uh-huh. they got six seasons, but we were all waiting on the movie, get- which they're now getting. But Russell, here's, okay, here's the weird thing. So like you have to watch, you can watch most of the episodes on Netflix, but there is one episode, if you, if you start to watch the show, uh, there is one episode. Let me just find, let me just find the name of it. Oh my god! Are they doing this shit? I hate when they do that stuff. No, no, no. Because let me explain. Let me explain why. Uh, the episode's called. Uh-huh. Advanced, this is called Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. The 14 episode of season two. Uh, that episode has a character in blackface, <laughs> so it was removed. Oh really? Oh okay, never mind. What was perceived blackface? Because like he, he, the whole episode, he's a dark elf. So okay. And John painted himself black, so uh, the episode was removed from Netflix and Hulu. But it's still on. It's still on Amazon Prime. So if you wanted to watch that episode and watch it, it is hilarious. It's one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's on Prime. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, no, honestly, check it out because they do like yeah. You know, it's, it's like the comedy is great. It's great. A lot of great writing. Yeah. They do a lot yeah. of culture based comedy. It's watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely advise. I would I, like anybody in the audience if you haven't seen it, definitely go and check it out. I'm have to check it out. Uh, next piece of news we are talking about. Speaking of streaming stuff, uh, Prey. 
Ray debuted, which is the latest Predator film. And it did really great numbers. In fact, it is the biggest uh, film debut for a uh, Hulu movie. It's the biggest Hulu movie debut of all time. I don't know if there's more about Hulu's movie content or praise quality, but either way, great news for both parties. My question is, do you think it's going to lead to more Predator anthology-based films? I had, I did not see. Did you see, did you see Prey? I did see it, yes. Did, did you like it? I did like it. It's very good. Okay, I did not see it, but I, I still have seen the bulk of you know the films. I, I think that uh, that would obviously lend itself to probably why why wouldn't they want to capitalize on that? A lot, people, a, a lot of people are campaigning for a feudal Japan that Predator movie. Cool. Yeah. No. That'd be really badass, and and kind of like what they're obviously doing with this is that this is a whole different you know the t- the timeline. You could do kind of whatever with it. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of fun. Um, from from basically seeing the you know the uh, the trailer, um, and just knowing a little bit of the story with the, the predator, I think that obviously lends itself up to kind of doing different stuff. So yeah, uh, definitely something I want to get around to. Um, I've been wanting to watch it, um, but yeah, no, I definitely think that this is something that opens up the uh, Pandora's box to allow more stuff, to, especially a lot more predator content on Hulu. Yeah, absolutely. Uh- once, uh, uh, yeah, once again, uh, I am questioning Ryan Gosling's career, the decision-making ability. Look, Ryan Gosling's a great actor, but it, I talked about this with a friend a little, a little while ago. Ryan Gosling is one of those actors who, like, he's everywhere, and then he's nowhere. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he was just in The Gray Man, which, for the record, was his first movie, his first movie since First Man back in 2018. Oh, that is, yeah. He's uh, doing Barbie. He's doing Fall Guy, and now he is signed on to another project. Uh, oddly enough, also Margot Robbie. He is signed on to the Ocean's prequel that she is currently starring in. Sure. Yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not enthused for. The, I'm not really enthused with the concept of the film, but I do like me some Ryan Gosling and anything. No, I mean, I place beyond the pines. I mean, I, we've always sung the praise oh, of that film. I, I think that's a very underrated film that nobody really talks about. With it, really showcases how good of an actor he really is. And obviously like drive and stuff like that. Um, you know, he's just a really, really good actor. Um, you know, and um, I, I like when he does, you know, like indie films like that, this whole Barbie thing, man, uh, I don't know about that. Blue Valentine was fantastic. What, 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 what are you looking for? What are you looking forward to more Barbie or <laughs> Barbie here? Uh, Oppenheimer. I'll probably go Oppenheimer. Really? I mean, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, even, even going to act like, really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. But uh, we could definitely, I mean, I, we're going to go, I'm going to go see Barbie anyway, just because. Absolutely. I mean, I, it's a Greta Gerwig directed Barbie. Like, how, like, how are you not going to go see that? Ella likes Barbie dolls and Barbie's like shows on Netflix. Why not? I mean, it's like a two birds, one stone type thing. It's like, she enjoys that. Plus we can talk about it and maybe make fun of it and, or maybe praise it like Sonic. Who knows? You know? Uh, well, speaking of Sonic, since you brought it up, I'm gonna go oh, Sonic, uh, Sonic 3 has officially been dated. Uh, so Sonic 3, the uh, sequel to the first two, uh, is set for a release December. Um, let me get the exact day. It's December 2024. I know that. Oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, December 20th, 2024. Which, you, know you know what it puts it against? What does it put it against? Avatar 3. <laughs> oh, oh, the Battle of the Threes. Let's do it. Battle of the Battle of the Blue CG Creatures. Let's fucking go, baby. 
as Jamie Lee Curtis says in the new Halloween trailer, come and get me, motherfucker. Come and get me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do it. Come and get me, motherfucker. He goes, <laughs> No. Russell, get in the trust right. What are you seeing first? Sonic 3 or Avatar 3? Depending on how Avatar, I'm, I'm going to go see Sonic 3 because I've been I've been pleasantly surprised between the like the first two. I've really enjoyed them. Um, yeah. And, and I know what I'm getting there. Uh, Avatar is still like, I like the Avatar 09, don't get me wrong, but it's like, I, it's been 13 years removed from that. So what are we getting? I kind of want to wait till obviously December to see what we, we get. Until we see two. We'll see, yeah, yeah, no, but, but yeah. But obviously, yeah, definitely uh, Sonic for now. Yeah, well. Uh, you know, like we, we talked about, some, you know, Sonic uh, Triumph video game movies. We got to return some video game silliness for a second because uh, there is a Pac-Man movie in the works, Russell. Oh my God! Do you remember that scene from uh, not Club just, Dread? Not just that, a live-action Pac-Man movie. Did you ever see Club Dread? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, never mind. The guys from uh, Broken Lizard did it. Yeah, yeah Super I, Troopers. I, I know, I know of Club Dread. I've never seen it. There's a scene where they do a. It's the only thing that I ever took away from it, where they do a, a scene from Pac-Man. You'd have to like Google that or like YouTube that or whatever. Um, yeah, this is oh, this is madness. I love Pac-Man, but that's does not translate. This is Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like here, just we're doing Pac-Man. Okay, it could yeah. be like a fun little cartoon. No, we're doing a Pac-Man live action movie. Huh? We can't, we, we can't do that. I don't know. It's disturbing to think of how we're gonna do this. Yeah, it's funny. I remember there, there was a. There was a uh, like a fake trailer I discovered in my early days of YouTube, where like they, it was like a parody trailer where like they did the pack. It was like the live action Pac Man movie. Oh, they just, should put that. They could have done that on uh, like don't like on the uh, the uh, oh, the was grind, grindhouse the grindhouse stuff. You could do that. That'd be a perfect spot for for this freaky live action Pac Man. I thought I can find it because I want to show because like it was <laughs> low key kind of hilarious. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it, it it is it is kind of wild that like you know this 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 is a move that makes no sense makes absolutely no fucking sense. And I, okay, but now we're gonna return to you know some video game triumphantness. Hopefully, uh, Chad Stahelski, uh, John Wick director. You know, we'll talk about his work a little bit later on the show. Uh, He's been working on a couple of uh, things that are not John Wick, one of which being a adaptation of Ghost of Tsushima, which is a PlayStation game. And one thing he talked about recently is that he would like to make the movie uh, with an all Japanese cast in Japanese. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously the game, the game is the game is about uh, a samurai who's trying to redeem his honor and redeem save his island in feudal Japan. So very Japanese story. Uh, I'd be curious to see if they if they would do this in all Japanese. And actually, there is a, if you play the game, there is a uh, mode you can do. It's called Kurosawa mode. Okay. It's uh, basically it's, the games are now black and white, and all the dialogue is in Japanese. Huh. I'm, I haven't played it in that mode, but be, it's cool to have the option. But the game is fucking excellent. So I think that you could. I think you could. I'm just be good. Be, you know, what it reminds me of kind of reminds me of like uh, you ever seen Memoirs of a Geisha? Uh, no, that's that's one I I remember it coming out. I remember getting hype on it, and I just I never went and go went and go see it. I'm just curious if it was a hit. I mean, yeah, that makes it English and Japanese. Maybe it's, maybe, it's about, maybe it's a bad example, but like you look at something like uh, you know how uh, Crashing Tiger Hidden Dragon was a big hit. Uh-huh. Same thing could happen with Ghost of Tsushima. 
Yeah. I don't think audiences are like unreceptive to stuff to like subtitles or foreign language films, especially when it's got the kind of marketing up behind it. So yeah, it'd be a little, it'd be a little kind of crazy to do like a live action, like big budget video game movie in a foreign language. But I think, yeah. I think that audience will be receptive to it if it's done well. So yeah, I'd be, I'd be totally down for them to do it like this. And speaking of John Wick, uh, we, we talked, a couple of times about the Continental series, which funny looking back at this now, you had no idea what the fuck I was talking about when we were talking about the Continental. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that. Now I, I, I have an idea. Yeah, you have an idea now. But the, uh, the John Wick uh, prequel series about the Continental, like the, uh, an event, the event three episode series, which is going to be on Stars, uh, is now no longer on Stars. It has now moved to Peacock. Huh. I'm like, really? Of all, of all places, this is this is where you go. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little strange just because, uh, I mean, look, good for Peacock. I think it's a good get for Peacock. The reason this is being done is because Star, Star is getting sold. Yeah. So they're selling a lot of their asses, this being one of them. Um, Buy or sell. If I, yeah, no, actually, yeah, you're kind of right. Uh, if I'm, I would I would have tried to get, if I'm Netflix, I would have tried to get this or fucking yeah. Max or, you know, this, this has been a perfect for Apple TV+. Plus. That or I, I could see even HBO getting something dark. I mean, like dark esque, like that, you know. Yeah, uh, but reg- but yeah, regardless, it's going to Peacock now. But to get a Peacock, hopefully that'll uh, drive some subscribers that way. Uh, next thing we're talking about, you know, let's go for some more foolishness. Uh, the Garfield movie has recently expanded its cast. Boy. Uh, so in addition to the already cast Chris Pratt and Samuel L. Jackson, yes, those are real, uh, we now have word on who else will be joining them on this adventure. Uh, so uh, we have uh, Ted Lasso's Hannah Waddingham, Nicholas Holt, Ving Rhames, and Cecily Strong joining the cast. Wow, this is crazy. <laughs> That's a great reaction. Wow. <laughs> this, this is nuts. This is nuts. Uh, I mean, I was, I think it's supposed to come out. Uh, look, I think we're getting no, because Mario's next year, but like <laughs> Mario followed by this is just like a that is a plus man- maneuvering for man. Yeah, this is that's this is something else. Oh man, like that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking wild, right? Wouldn't it be awesome if like Mario turns out to be like really awesome? If Mario is great, I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm hoping for like at least mediocre. Like mediocrely, like awesome. Like it has more of a chance of media of being mediocre than being great. That's that's my thing. And Garfield has no chance. I think we're done. Like that's no chance on that. And then, yeah, that, I think we're. <laughs> what role was played by both Chris Pratt and Bill Murray? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just strange, but I'm not. But like in the same way, looking forward to Mario. I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, but yeah, let's let's continue on to some uh, you know, some triumph story in animation. Uh, Kung Fu Panda 4 was announced and dated. It is now set for, is set for a release on March 8th, 2024, which will be about eight years after the previous installments. Yeah, because 3 was 2016. Let's check it out. Kung, Kung Fu Kung, Panda. It was like 16 or 15. I'm pretty sure it was 16. Kung Fu Panda 3 was 16, so yeah. Yeah, so, so eight years between installments. So taking a little bit, but Jack Black is set after uh, reprising his role for a Netflix series, which I guess already dropped. Again, thanks, Netflix. I, w- I wish I would have known about that. Uh, he is now coming to back to voice the role of Poe the Panda in a movie. 
uh, I think this is an interesting move just because, you know, I really like the Cuckoo Band of Films. In my opinion, that is the best series that, that is the best series that DreamWorks has as far as like movie, like movies go. Like I, I will go on record saying I think Cuckoo Band is better than How to Train Your Dragon. But I will say that I think that, I mean, three was a little, was, was, was good. I, I didn't love three. Uh, but I think the accountable four, I think, could be really fun because I'm excited to get back to those world, that world, and those characters. Yeah, I mean, it's been eight years, like you said, uh, and I, I enjoyed them fine. They were okay. Definitely think How to Train Your Dragon is still a better trilogy, obviously. Really? I mean, I was, I, I think it was like very, like, I mean, I think two is good, but I think three is like, I think they're both like both good, but I think like Kung Fu Panda two is like legit great, and one is great too. Well, I, th- I think they both like start really well, but I think like this, they have at least one sequel that's better than the original. I think, I think two is better. I think two is better than Kung Panda one. Just personally. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a minute since I've seen those ones. So honestly, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean, watch, you're, you're gonna you're gonna watch. It's gonna be like when you watched uh, Jurassic World, Jurassic Park three. Oh yeah. We lost. We watched Lost World. Like we just like we swore up and down on the show. Just like no. Like Jurassic Park three is the worst of all of these. Then you watch Lost World and it's like, no, um, I was wrong. Yeah, JP three, and JP three wasn't that bad. Um, but compared to Lost World, what I still profess is the worst of the Jurassic Park sequels. I haven't seen Dominion yet. Well, I can't still the worst of the three of the new ones. Is is it really? I think so. A lot of people don't like Dominion. I like it fine. As if you're comparing it straight up, when you watch Dominion, have fun with it, and just think it it better than. Fallen Kingdom, and I think yeah, still the first Jurassic, the Jurassic uh, World movie is is the, is the is the best of the of the three. But Dominion's better than Fallen Kingdom. Well, the last three stories are uh, most mostly foolishness. So we're gonna get we're gonna get to it. This, this one is kind of half foolishness, kind of not. Uh, there is another Wizard of Oz remake in the works. Uh, this one being done by Kenya Barris, uh, who did Blackish and Ronish and Mixedish. And all the other issues in in uh, on television right now, <laughs> but yeah, this is going to be a modernized set of the Wizard of Oz. Think all uh, all of the Wiz, at least at least that's what I think. Which is weird because like I think it makes more sense to remake the Wiz. Yeah, I mean, and why people, freak, people freaking out about this. The original Wizard of Oz, the thirty nine one. People want people like hold like very dear. That was also a remake. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like the, the term remake, it's the, I think like the term remake is kind of used a little strangely, especially when it comes to stuff like this. Because like, would you define this as a remake or another adaptation of the book? I think it'd just be like another adaptation of the book. Yeah, like a, like a, like a, another imagining of 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 it, like yeah. a reimagining of it, maybe. Yeah. And yeah, hey, Kenya Kenya Barris, the guy who I really like a lot of stuff. When he's off, he is very off. But usually when he's on, when he's on, he's on. When he's off, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I'd be. What's crazy the fact that we're getting this in Wicked in probably a relatively short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, that is crazy. And I, and I do love The Wizard of Oz, the 39 one. I just, oh, that movie is uh, fucking incredible. The classic. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but it's, but it's always good to breathe new life into it and get a new generation to, to view the, the, you know, the 1939 film too, on top of that, prepping for these, uh, for Wicked and, uh, the other reimagining of the Wizard of Oz. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Uh, next piece, next piece you're talking about. Uh, we got to talk about a little bit about the Ballad of Songbird and Songbirds and Snakes. 
also looked at me like, what the fuck is that? That's, that was kind of a new wave album that I don't know about it. Uh, no, so Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is the prequel. Um, oh, that's the uh, Hunger Games. Prequel novel of the Hunger Games and the and the uh, prequel movie to the Hunger Games movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been cast. Uh, we have Tom Blythe as, as the young president of Snow. Rachel Zegler is going to be in it. Uh, we have some other cast members join, including Hunter Schaefer, Jason Schwartzman, Peter Dinklage, and My- Viola Davis. Uh, so yeah, uh, this one is heating up and is set for a release November seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. Uh, as people who we did we did review all the Hunger Games films, you can go and check that out on the feed. Uh, not very. I mean, look, I think the addition of Peter Dinklage by All Davis do get me a little more excited for this than I usually would be. Yeah, but still. yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I don't know. I'll get more hype probably right around next year. Probably rewatch the Hunger Games movies, obviously to 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 you know. Get I, ready. I probably will not watch the other Hungarian movies. I, think, I don't need to get in the mood. There's no way for me to get in the mood. In fact, watching the Hungarian movies again will get me less and get me less in the mood. <laughs> I don't know. I try to be. Uh, I try to have team spirit. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, you, we did review those. You guys could check us off on the feed. Uh, yeah, I mean, they get good and then they they get bad. The movies. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what you know how you know what story we're telling. Like how, where we're gonna go with it? Uh, I, I, I never read this book. I'll, I'll be upfront. I never read this book. Okay, and and I'm curious. Do they? Is this gonna be a book where they break it into more movies? You know what I mean? Like kind of like what they were doing. With, I uh, with, with the Hobbit. That would that would piss yeah. me off to no end, honestly. Or like the the uh, with the um, Twilight or fucking or, 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 yeah. Like I just I, I just hope that they don't do that. Like kind of you know force force things to to you know what i mean yeah uh but yeah like i said release uh november 17th 2023 uh next piece we're talking about uh wb at it again um in what has been the mass exodus of projects and mass cutting of projects and mass exodus of shows and movies uh they have announced that they have canceled a project i was really looking forward to batman cape crusader which was an animated Batman show from J.J. Abrams, Matt Reeves, and other people. I mean, oh, Bruce Timm and Paul Dini, who worked on the Batman animated series, the OG one from the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this really shows that, because like Infinity Train, I canceled too, which is a show that I have a lot of her great things about. Uh, Zaslav is really not concerned with animated projects or kids and family projects, because they did just remove two, and then like two and a half of Sesame Street a few, a few days ago. Jeez. Oh man, you're seeing a mass bleeding of this streaming service. Sure does sound like it, man. Uh, but yeah, man, I think that I think we're gonna see. Like, I think WB in the next year is gonna look very different. And look, anyone who was who was suspect about the WB, no, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Disney Fox merger, this one so far is like a million times worse. Yeah, seriously. Uh, next thing we we're talking about. Uh, so look, theme parks into movies. It's no stranger to theme parks are no stranger to movies. There have been a many, great many movies based on theme park rides that have been good, like Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> but they have Disney announced that they are working right now on a new one based on this was the most random ride, Big Thunder Mountain. Really. Yeah. Wow. The that's wildest crazy. ride in the wilderness. <laughs> wow, that's so crazy. I'm like, of all the fucking rides to make to make a movie off of, why pick Thunder Mountain? 
Yeah, that's that's really crazy. Yeah, I think it's being done by uh, it's being done by Bert by Burton Birdie, who is a uh, they are a team who uh, did well. They worked they worked on Hawkeye. They worked on a lot of Hawkeye. Uh, which would yeah, Hawkeye was great. They uh, worked on a lot of they worked on some of our flag means death. The great they worked on mostly they mostly cut their teeth their teeth on TV. So this would be one of the big forays in the film. But yeah, uh, of all the things to do a movie on Big Thunder, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, that's a strange avenue, it's a strange move, Cotton. Yeah, a little, uh, little strange. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see how it turns out. Oh my God, they did Troop Zero. Remember that movie? Remember that that uh, Girl Scout movie with Viola Davis for for Brian? What was it? Troop Zero? Huh? What would you say? Yeah, Troop Zero, the Viola Davis Girl Scout movie. Oh my god! What was it? What did that stream on? Prime. Oh my god! I don't remember seeing it. Yeah. No, does it look? Does it look really bad? No, like like I saw it. It's 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 pretty good. It's okay, but like. Oh okay. <laughs> but last thing we're talking about right now, uh, this is we're talking about our boy back in the news, Mister T- Mister TC Legend himself, Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> he was doing an interview with um, Corey recently, and he talked about some things that he has in the in the pipeline. With him, Corey. Uh, things that include uh, the space, the movie Shot in Space, directed by Doug Lyman. Uh, an original action thriller, which they hope to spawn off into a new franchise. A original song and dance musical, which Tom Cruise will star in. And a Les Grossman movie, which Les Grossman was Tom Cruise's character from Tropic Thunder. Which that was the interesting one because like they they were trying to do a last cross move for like a very long time and like Ben was really into it and Tom really wanted to do it. It just, it just never happened. But so Russell, you hear, you hear these four projects starring our boy. Which one are you looking forward to the most? I'm gonna be the Tropic Thunder man. I don't know that that was that was some funny shit back in what oh eight oh nine when I came out. Oh eight oh eight yeah that was that was really funny. I don't know. See for for me. For me, it's the original song and dance musical. <laughs> Man, that's yeah, that's I have, something. Com- I have been excited and prepped and ready for another Tom Cruise. Like I remember, I saw it just like it's Return of the King. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Rock of Ages is a fucking awful movie. Do you want to, do you want a good re- thing about it? I need to revisit. I need to revisit that movie. The movie, the movie sucks. Every time Tom Cruise is on stage, it's amazing. Oh yeah, no, I remember remember watching it. I love love the music in it though. I mean, the music the music's great, but I also could just like just buy the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, I mean, or just like yeah. Or just find the original songs. Doesn't matter. I was, I was gonna say just do the original songs, yeah. But either way, uh, I'm excited. <laughs> look, look, Tom Cruise. Everyone, everyone watching the show knows how 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 much we love Nardo to Mr. Tom Cruise. So doesn't matter. I, I will I will watch all of these movies probably multiple times. Uh, to see what Mr. Tom you have have on deck for us. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I'm I'm on board for anything really, honestly. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Tropic Thunder spinoff I think sounds fun. Well, speaking of guys in their fifties kicking ass, time to talk about our movie of the week, John Wick. Which people, if you hadn't, if uh, you know, you hadn't heard on our, show, our last shows or remember, remember a movie that Russell had not seen. <laughs> Yeah, um, a lot of people were surprised, including you. Um, oh, it was, 
it was just one of those ones where I never saw the first one. Then the second one came out. I'm like, oh, so I haven't seen the first one yet. Then the third one comes out. I'm like, well, I haven't seen the first two. So that would inspire you to watch one of the first one of the first couple. You, you, you would have thought, um, but I did watch it last night and have stuff to say about it. So let's, well, let's, let's... people forget, like when this came out, there was like there was like no there was no fanfare for this movie at all. Like hell, the first trailer didn't even come out until like a month before the movie before the movie dropped. Crazy. We're just like, okay, this this Keanu movie directed by some no names, whatever, who cares? But then it went to theaters and we're just like, oh, and we saw it was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Because like, Keanu has had, has had an interesting career. Like the guy goes from being this like massive action star to just being like a, a joke for a very long time. Uh, but I think this was the movie that really, more than anything, just really elevated Keanu like to the status where he is now. Where, like Keanu is like a living god. Yeah, I would say this one or uh, the Lake House. I think was a, was a close second one for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Lake House. Come on now. <laughs> the great Keanu comeback movies, John Wick <laughs> and the Lake House. Yes, his uh, his uh, reuniting with uh, Sandra Bullock. There you have it. But yeah, so yeah, first film debuted in uh, opened. Uh, it grossed uh, eight eighty six million dollars on a twenty or thirty million dollar budget, so it was a pretty modest hit, but en- but enough to get a sequel. And enough to spawn off a franchise, not just a franchise, entire universe, getting spinoffs, getting TV shows, all sorts of stuff. Like this, this became a phenomenon. And we are going to talk about where it all started right here. This is John Wick. So we meet our main character, John Wick. He's gone through a bit of a rough time. We're like, oh, crap, how how did he get here? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, He, so we, we flash back to a couple months earlier. And, uh, you know, he was happily married, uh, married to the former Mrs. Tom Brady, Bridget Moynihan, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who uh, I will I will say right now, I, I, I think I think he downgraded. I, I, I think I think he's prettier than, than Giselle Bunchen. You think I do, I do honestly. Uh, I don't know, man, that's that's a that's a that's a tough one. They're both very attractive. They are. Like, you just you just you see flashback just like what did she even die of? <laughs> like, she, she died of the dreaded get that bitch out of the film out of the film disorder. Yeah, we need to get you out of here. We 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 need to get you out of here now. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know he's going very sad. Uh, his, his, his wife dies of you know vague disease number. Who the fuck's even counting? And uh, we, he he meets one of his old friends, Marcus, played by Mister Willem Dafoe. And which I was shocked at seeing him in this. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was a real shock when he showed up. But he's, and he's, you know something I really like about this film is Keanu's is Keanu's acting, which mm-hmm. also, I think is one of his better performances. Like the reason is Keanu. I think we've talked about this a couple of times. Keanu is an actor I feel like is immune to bad dialogue. Like it doesn't matter what the line is, Keanu will say, and he's like, you know what? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you're gonna get the same thing with you know what I mean. I think this this movie really kind of tailors around his yeah this, his, this yeah I, I don't think this movie would be as interesting or work as well with anybody else in the lead uh-uh. but yeah so uh, you know it, he has a funeral they have they had the wake that night he gets a delivery because he wants he wants it was it's from his wife and she wants him to have someone special in his life after her passing 
And I guess he had to schedule it like, okay, I want you to deliver this on the day I die, on that night, no exception. Like, make husband, like, like at this time, this address, make husband cry now. Yeah, uh, this this breed of dog. Yes, like, but I but I but I, but I guess but I guess you can do that because like Stahelski talked about it. Uh, it was like, yeah, I, I did it. I timed it. They show up exactly when I show up, like puppy delivery services. It's like I guess <laughs> I guess this is the thing people can do. By the way, I forgot to mention this is co-directed by Chad Stahelski and David Leach, who they were two guys who were very heavily involved in you know uh, like they're basically stuntmen essentially, like second unit stuff and stunt and stunt work. And Stahelski actually was Keanu's stunt double on the Matrix films. Huh. Which makes sense because you could definitely get that feel to it too. Yeah, so he gets, he gets, he, and you know, the open the crate and it's a puppy. Uh, a, very, a very cute little beagle named Daisy. <laughs> and you know, Cutie pie. Yeah, he's, 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 he's palling around with his dog. He's going, he's driving his car around. A very a fucking nice car too. <laughs> Yeah, it was a Mustang, I believe, right? No, there was uh or no. I think it hold on, because yeah, it was a. Uh, no, I think it was I think it was a Boss 429, which is not a which is not a Mustang, but it, it was a never, never mind. Okay. Let me let me let me double check. Maybe anything correct. No, I'm sorry, yes. It, it was a Mustang, but I'm sorry, I was it's a Mustang, but it's not a Shelby. It's a it's a Boss 429. Okay. Uh, he's driving he's driving it around. And then uh he encounters these group of you know. Youngish. I don't know if they're teenagers, but they're youngish. Um, yeah. Led by uh, this guy named Yusuf, uh, played by Alfie Allen, who I don't know if he. I don't know if you ever because you you watched Game of Thrones. And he was on the first few seasons you saw. So. Yeah, it's, you remember how how quickly I watched. I need to go back to that. Yes, you, yes, you do. Need, need need to get that done again. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so it's like, how much for the car? And he's like, not for sale. And they like talk shit to him in Russian. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, okay, the guy doesn't want to sell his car. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> uh, but uh, I guess, it, I guess it was kind of a big deal. Yeah. As uh, is that, that night he goes back to his house, he wakes up, he hears a noise from his living room. Uh, it's those three guys. They broke into his house, kick his ass, steal his car and kill his dog. Yeah. That's the part Beck would not like in this film. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like in, this is like a big rule movie. Like you, you, you do not kill dogs on screen. But I think it's funny. This this could be over wives and girlfriends and go straight to <laughs> over wives, kids, go straight to puppies. Yeah, it's it is it's super. Uh, yeah, but but women do he, not like that. Yeah, but he, but here's why I but here's why I think it's a brilliant move. It's a brilliant move because Keanu now has a blank check to do whatever he wants. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. how how brutal his actions, how much carnage he causes. Yeah. Anybody who watches this is gonna be like, doesn't matter, he killed his dog. Yeah, the guy he can unleash hell. Yeah, he can he can do that. And like they would not care. <laughs> uh but also, also also they do that dog wrong too. Like not like, not like a quick death. They don't like shoot it in the head. No, they like he's <laughs> he donkey kicks that dog. Yeah, man, that's yeah. They should just shot and been done with it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, it was, it was not an uh, old yeller situation here. Uh, but yeah, John Wick ain't John Wick ain't having that. Uh, they go yeah. they go try and uh, uh, not 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 sell his car, but they try and like wipe it so it can't so it can't be traced. Yeah. Uh, at the auto shop, run by Aurelio, played by John Leguizamo. 
an actor who again an actor who i always like seeing pop up and stuff yeah uh it turns out this guy is a this kid uh yosef is the son of a major crime boss uh vito vito tarsov played by michael nyquist who most people probably reckon i oh, yeah yeah vito tarsov most people will play but uh recognize him for his role in uh the swedish the girl with the dragon tattoo that's where i recognize him from anyways oh okay yeah, he yeah he was uh the Daniel Craig character in the Daniel in the Craig films. Okay. And <laughs> one thing I love about this film is the fact that just the mention of John Wick's name just it makes everybody just rethink their life choices. And it's so awesome because it's like, dude, it's like Keanu Reeves brings that much fear, it <laughs> strikes that much fear into people, man. You know? Yeah, like I'll, I'll assume we're like because like you know because when Aurelio takes the car, when the, they take the car to Aurelio, they're just like, yeah. he's like, where'd you get that? Like, where'd you get that car? And he's like, oh, yeah. And he, and he just kicks his ass in the shop and it's just like, and it's like, oh, you're going like, to shoot me in my shop? No. And, and like, Vigo calls me just like, why'd you hit my son? He stole John Wick's car. Oh. oh. Okay. Oh, that, that, that's, that, that's cool. That, that guy. <laughs> and this is why we find out why this is an issue. Turns out John Wick is a retired hitman. Yeah. Uh, he worked for Vigo, in fact. Uh, he worked for him for a very long time. He was very good at what he did. And the only reason he retired is because he fell in love. He got married. He got, he, you know, he got married. He wanted to live a normal life. So in order to do that, uh, he, Vigo gave him what, what, he call, what he describes as an impossible task. Yeah. Because like, okay, like, you know what? You're, you're not going to be able to do it. But if you do, I'll let you go. And he fucking did it. We know. So, the crazy thing is, we never know what we never know what it is he asked them to do. No, they never mentioned it, but we know it's like it's pretty much like you know, cue up uh, Phil Collins uh, against all odds. You know, um, he he he, he, he does it. So yeah, so he he gets his freedom. Yeah, and then like this is the way something this movie, these movies do really well is just like the it's the characterization it's the characterization of john wick like you know they talk about like how he killed three men in a bar with nothing but a pencil yeah or like and like something, something you'll see because i know you're going to watch this, the sequel after this the thing they do really well in each film is that like they reveal a little bit more about john who as a person or his past with each okay. film so like it, it's a very gradual role we don't get everything at once you know it gives you like you know it gives you enough but you can also like connect them connect about yourself but yeah, so uh, we see that he left life behind. But you know, after they after they killed his dog, that was the last straw. John Wick is unretiring. Like he busts open his floorboards to unveil like all the sass and stuff. <laughs> He's warming up in the bullpen. They're bringing out the closer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love how Vigo, I love how Vigo tries to call him, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, John, listen, man. Uh, my son, I know my son's an asshole, but uh, you know, how about we call just uh, even Stevens?" And he just hangs and he's like listens and hangs up. It's like, yeah, I'm oh. sure he's gonna entertain that thought. Remember, you killed his dog. Yeah, and even like his uh like this guy you're talking about, his bodyguard played by Dean Winters. Yeah, he, that's who okay, so that's the guy from the, from the commercials, all, right? We all take him okay. Mayhem. Okay, so I knew I, I I knew I wasn't crazy. Okay. But he's just like fuck. They're just like, okay, we're just gonna send a bunch of guys to the house, we're gonna end it tonight. And I love I love the build this one because like Within the first like thirty minutes, it's just it's just all built, yeah. And then they get then they get they, then they get to his house. It's creeping up, he's getting ready to emerge out the shadows, and he just takes these guys down. And this is what these movies are known for. They're known for their action. 
Yeah. Because the action in all these films, especially in this, in this one, we're talking about this one right now, but in all of them, because it never ceases, it never ceases to be. The action is always fucking stellar. Yeah. It's a, it's that over the top action too. You know, um, when you think like when the guys are coming into to Wick's house or whatever, you're like, how the hell is he going to get out of this? Like, there's no way he's going to get out of this. Right. Yeah. But like, it's, it's not just that it's not just the, 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 the insanity of the action because like it's not like it's not like it's like super like balls of the wall stuff at least not in this no way. yeah it gets, it gets yeah, there yeah. but what's great about it is the fact that it's a lot of practical stuff because like Keanu, yeah. Reeves, Keanu Reeves trained for hours for days for weeks for months able to do these moves correctly yeah I mean you could you could see it though too I mean yeah his, his he does flow and that's what they're going to do well like they they teach their actors like to be martial artists you know, they take, they take an actor, they train them. So, like, when they shoot these action sequences, they don't have to, like, you know, there's no quick cuts, no shaky cam, because you don't got to hide anything because the actual actor is able to do all this shit. Yeah, which gives you, I mean, way more to, to you don't have to worry about covering covering up, you know, too. Yeah, it's, it's dynamic, it's brutal, and it perfectly sets the tone for the rest of the film. And it single-handedly makes, and this 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 scene, this movie alone makes single single-handedly makes John Wick one of the coolest action heroes, maybe of ever. Because mm-hmm. because you know, no matter how much of them, how many guys, no matter how much of a bear, John Wick can throw down. And it's just crazy how it's so na- like how you how you said it's just so natural and flow like free flowing. You know what I mean? It's not like it's out of you know. You've seen like okay, like we'll use the Kingsman, the church, the church scene. Yeah. As an example, like it's over the top. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. But this one has more, you know what I mean? More choreography, more, more purpose, more, you know what I mean? I think everything's yeah. more perfectly tightened up in this. I think I think about it as like, um, you know, when, when, when the Bourne movies came out yeah, and like you had a like, great dynamic, like quick cut, like frenetic action. It was yeah. great. But I think people took a lot of the, long, the wrong lessons from it. Yeah. And I think this is coming back because you're like, okay, no, this is how action should be done. You're like, fuck yeah, this is amazing. Like it, it, they, it feels like American, Americanized kung fu movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and something I love is the fact that they do kind of flesh out this world. Like, for example, like when uh like when the fight's over, he gets up. I love I, lo- I love this. Yeah. yeah. Hey John, hey Charlie. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no complaint. Nice no complaint. You work again. Like he sees the dead body and it's like you're working, you're working again? Yeah. Yeah. I love what... There's this... Oh, sorry, good. You go ahead. I love the, the mop-up crew. No, yeah, I was about to talk about it in a second, but like... Oh, man, I love that. What they, what they do flesh out well is the fact that they, they kind of established, like, without even saying it, like, why this is this whole thing, kind of like above board, because mm-hmm. something I always thought about were just like, like you know, it's like, like they're, they're not they're not mixed with civilians. They don't kill cops. It's all like anything they do, they do each other. And like the reason cop, like the way I always like the reason cops don't go after him is because one of these guys, one of these assassins can probably take that entire precinct. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So just like putting, like just like trying to go after them is just like a pointless. So it's like, Hey, you know what? Long as you're cool, we're cool. Just keep, just keep it in your world. We'll keep it in ours. And we're going to be, all, we're going to be fine. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, because they're pretty much those guys are going to take care of each other. Like those guys are going to flush each other out. So yeah, like, they they don't have to. Yeah. yeah, we also see like how we also do like this, this film like how extensive this world is. Like the yeah, like, like you talk about the, the cleanup crew. I love it. I absolutely. I I just I smiled when I saw. I was like, oh my god, because this again, this movie 
it feels like a like a dark superhero esque film that yeah, no, it just feels with a, like a they're like kind of like comic booky kind of world with a spoof like with a little bit of comedic twist to it. Do you know what I mean? Um, but to have those guys come in and mop up and clean the bodies and then put them in the van. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's genius. Like you're cleaning the, 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 the crime scene up, you're getting it all spotless, no fingerprints, no nothing. It's, it's just, it's beautiful. It's, it's really funny. And I, yeah, they, they, they had their, they have their own currency. They have those gold coins, little coins. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, they, they march their own beat. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the the leader of the cleanup, the leader of the cleanup, the cleanup crew, uh, Charlie, uh, put by Dan Patrick Kelly, the uh, you know the Warriors. Oh yeah, okay. The guy, that guy from the from the Warriors. Yeah, okay. So I'm just like, okay, well that didn't work. So he decides to put out a contract on John, actually a contract by Marcus Willem Dafoe's character, paid him uh, offer. I think it was a two, I think it was a two million dollar contract. Hmm. Uh, so you know. John Wick decides to uh, go off on his own, you know, go and try and track him down. And this is where we get introduced to one of the main settings in the franchise in general, the Continental. This is a, it's a hotel by assassins for assassins. Yeah. And uh, look, like I said, like the, they, they flesh out this world really, really well because, you know, they have one rule where it's you cannot conduct business on Continental grounds. They're just like, okay, like, why is everyone doing this? Like, okay, yeah, that, no, that makes sense. Can't, can't, can't. So, like, it's it's kind of like, like, like a safety zone. For... Yeah, basically a safe house, yeah. Yeah, or, or like, uh, you know, like when you're playing tag, you have like something where it's a base. Or, or, or you're five stars and you have to go into the pay and spray, or four stars, you go to the pay and spray real quick and pull out, and it's, it's, a, it's the same car, but it's a different color. Oh, that, that can't be him. Or a uh, fucker. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, they they do do they do uh, actually do that base thing in one of the John Wick movies. Oh, are you serious? That's, that's great. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to spoil how, but there's a scene where like John Wick is facing off against this guy, and like he's got him on the ropes. Like he's in front of the continental. He just puts his hands out. He's like, "Base, I'm saying you can't touch me." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's 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 good though. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a funny scene. But yeah, he checks in. We meet the manager of the hotel, Winston, played by Ian McShane. Uh, who like he's. He, he becomes bigger in the subsequent films. But like he's, he's great in anything, though, man. He's great in everything. He's great in, in everything, and he's sensational yeah. on this. Yeah, because like he has like this like gravitas, this, like authoritarian nature to him. Not, well, not authoritarian because that makes him like a dictator, but like he like someone who like you. He shows up and you just want to you listen. You listen to him. He seems like somebody you don't want to cross or get on the bad side of. Yeah, but you you can tell like he's in control. He knows what he's doing. Like this someone that's a business he's been in for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it was like okay, like yeah, like I, I got this shit on lock. I also fucking love his concierge, fucking Lance Reddick. Uh, who, okay, who, 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 from the wire, he, he's always great. He pops up and stuff. <laughs> so, uh, they yeah, so uh, Wick tracks uh, Yosef to a nightclub, and uh, well, first of all, Yosef, I, I want to give a lot of some credit to Alfie Allen. I'm gonna, I feel this is not getting credit for this one, Alfie Allen, who was just so perfect. At playing be, this like sniveling little dickhead. He's a perfect asshole in this movie. Yeah, oh, he's, he's, he is so perfect in this film. Uh, and something something you also notice is that uh, Wick has look. He may be he may be a sass, but he has, he has morals. Like for example, he corners a bouncer. Which uh, do you recognize? You played him. Uh, it would be one big sexy Kevin Nash. Nash, baby. 
I saw that. I'm like, I, I, you should see my mouth. Like, oh my God, it's Kevin Nash. And I had like, I put on pause and I'm looking through it. Cause I'm like, that, that is definitely big sexy. That is Mr. Diesel himself, Kevin Nash. And I, I was right. I was happy, but yeah, he, but it's so funny. Cause it's like a different Russian accent, like perfect though. Yeah. And, and he, and he just lets him go. He lets him go. He's like, you know what? I might beat him with you. You go, yeah. you go ahead. You do your thing. But yeah, we see that uh, Wake is Wake is fucking deadly. And like, and the thing I like about it is they tap a lot of character through even like his action. Like for example, like when he's shooting, like you feel like he would hit a headshot every time, but he's rusty, so he does miss. Like a lot and, of times where he shoots, he goes to the body and then goes for the head. And we actually see a, a guy that has a gun that actually reloads reloads the gun can you imagine a gun that doesn't have yeah. unlimited ammo yeah, he, he does yeah. not have the, the unlimited ammo cheat yeah so to me i like that too because that makes it obviously more realistic but um boy those headshots are sweet though when he gets them oh my god yeah when when, when he get when he managed to get a headshot what I, I like a thing where he just like he like wraps his leg around like takes him down and then it's like takes just the headshot right there oh he's just very fluent i it, it is it is a very it's like a dance man it's a it's a very it you know it's, it's very choreographed, but it's, uh, it's, it, I like how it flows. Yeah. It, it, it feels natural. Even though it's choreographed, like it feels naturalistic. Like kind of, not, not like choreographed, like one of like the lightsaber fights in the a, a prequel, a Star Wars prequel, oh. but like it feels yeah. natural, you know? Yeah. Like this is actually happening. It's not, it doesn't try to like, like, uh, maybe like Revenge of the Sith, which is the best lightsaber scene of the, of the Star Wars films. No, Phantom um, uh, uh, Menace. Oh, you're, you're crazy, man. It, the oh, there's no way. No way. The movie's not good, but the, the, the Darth Maul fight scene is fucking Oh, the Darth Maul scene is awesome, but you can't tell me Mustafar, uh, Anakin, and, and Obi-Wan. There's no way. Okay, that, that, that's another episode. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get <laughs> when John Wick starts going at this, at this nightclub, and you know, he's killing in silent, then like he starts to take down. Like, I, I love the scene where because like, it had like, a great scope while it's being very contained. Like yeah, you, you had that crowd. Of, you had that crowd of people. You had like you know, like beating up everybody around him. But like again, you never lose track of the action. No, and and then again, like what you saw, like you said, uh, like just the real asshole. Like when he's the one guy tells him about, oh yeah, he should be worried about John Wick, and like takes the alcohol off of him, yeah. and he gets all butthurt about it. And he's like, give me another bottle, give me another bottle. So obviously they, because right, this kid gets everything he wants because he's. You know, he, he cries to, he's, to, to he's da the boss's daddy. He's the boss's son. He's the boss's son. You can tell it like his friend, the guys that hang around him probably absolutely fucking hate this guy because of the fact that he is literally only because of his dad is he at this at this level. You know what I mean? At this, you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, God, he's such a such an asshole in this film. No, hundred percent. Uh, but he, he like yeah, he, he gets his ass, he gets his ass kind of handed to him by his uh, by the Yosef's bodyguard. But he does manage to kill one of his friends. He's like. Hey, Victor's dead, and come, I'm coming for you next. Yeah, <laughs> he goes back to the hotel, and he's like, they have their own. They have a doctor on side. The doctor, by the way, played by uh, the key master from or the key maker from uh, Matrix Reloaded. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, it's been well, it's been a while too. Oof. I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched this pretty recently. Okay. Yeah, we see like the, the, the assassins are very connected. It's amazing that they like have an like an on call doctor there too. It's just like it's almost like a like it's a spa it's a spa for hitmen you know what i mean it's small for assassins yeah it's just it's so funny uh yeah there's a doctor on site and all this stuff crazy yeah well uh what uh john is resting for the night in his hotel 
you see Marcus, well, one of those characters got a shot on him, but he sees movements in, in his hotel room. He shoots, but he doesn't shoot at John. He shoots to warn him because somebody's there for him. It's Miss Perkins, played by our girl from Friday Night Lights, Adrian Pilecki. Oh, okay, yeah, that would be uh, Riggins' girl, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Tyra. Tyra, that's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I knew she looked familiar, okay. Um, it's because she's she has black hair. Because she has dark hair, yeah. Yeah. thing I like about this movie, though, uh, that I when I watched it last night was the fact that you don't know necessarily what side Willem Dafoe's on, though. You don't like you, you think, oh, my God, this is like he has a clear shot. He has a clear kill shot right now. Dead. But he, he obviously just hits it to the you know to the right of his head just to just to kind of get him to wake him up because he's you know asleep. Um, but you kind of don't know where he's at through the whole entire film. I do like that little uh, that little back and forth game that they, they pull with that. Oh, yeah, I do, too. And, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you cannot conduct business on, on hotel grounds. So you're just like, OK, well, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Vigo paid her double. <laughs> if Vigo offered to pay her double, she'd break hotel rules. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they they go they go at it, and this this fight is fucking raw, especially because of the fact he's nursing that uh, rib or that that stomach wound or that rib cage wound or whatever that he has. You know, I remember the bit where like she just like just like just, just punches him where his stitches are. I'm like, dude, I'm like, dude. The doctor literally said. You could probably do this, but it's going to hurt. And the fact that you're going to bleed out, um, yeah. And she just she's going straight for the straight for the Achilles right there. Only the Achilles is literally his uh, uh, newly stitched up side. His, new, his newly stitched up oh, stab wound. Man, she's ruthless on that though. But hey, Texas oh, forever. <laughs> Texas forever. And, and yeah, she she's got a limited a limited part in this movie, but she is real. She is really good when she's on screen. Yeah, she is really good. Uh, but yeah, so he, ma- he managed to he managed to stop her, and uh, he's uh, caught by well, they're they're both seen by another assassin, Charlie, played by Clark Peters, who I was ha- who I was happy to see in this, and he's like, hey, you know what, just just hold just you know just hold her, and then just hold her, then release then release you tomorrow, we'll, 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 and we'll be we'll be fine. I'll, I'll give you a coin. So he starts to go after basically everything that Vito has, like. Including his money, which I guess he's hold, he's holding in like the middle of a church. Yeah, which I mean, what a, which is I mean, genius if you think about where you're going to have a stash at. And basically, he has a lot of stuff there to kind of like, pretty much like uh, blackmail people. Yeah, to keep people on his side. So he has like tapes and you know DVDs and and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, but he, he, he just basically burns it all, kind of like the Joker in Dark Knight. And he's so pissed because that, that that's his like leverage that he has on everybody. Yeah. So you're like, fuck, well, like yeah, John, John, like John is fucking with me now. So and because he because he looked at himself, because he a little ass. Because we shouldn't have killed his dog. Yeah. But then we get to a death that like I like makes me like unnaturally sad, which it shouldn't because like this guy's like barely moved, but like it's when it's when Charlie dies. Yeah. No, it's, no, wait, it's not it, it's not it's not Charlie. It's not Charlie, is it? Who the hell? Yeah, no. It's it's, it's Clark, because like I think I'm called like three characters. Charlotte Holmes. What, what the? What the oh fuck? yeah, I know you. So you talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about his his the neighbor guy, Harry. It's Harry, not Charlie. He's the one who gets the pillow put over his head and she shoots at him. Yeah, I'm just like, well, damn, yeah, damn it. I like I like I like her. Yeah, because she she. And like, what's the thing? You actually like if you like dislocate your thumb, you can slip. You can slip out of the handcuff. Yeah. And yeah, well, she then, well, she officially, she officially conducted business on hotel grounds. So yeah, she is, uh, she's no longer, she's no longer kosher in the eyes of the Continental. Nope. 
Uh, but uh, Wick's crusade to you know burn all the stuff does not go well because he gets caught by by Vigo. And this is where we get like the, the, the famous monologue. We're just like, like people keep asking I'm back. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> and he says it in a perfect Keanu monotone. Like I love it. It's yeah. it's it's really I'm it's thinking really great. I'm back. And all the time we're just like, you gotta give me your son, or you can die screaming alongside him. And just like, like all the chill Keanu Reeves has had over the like overall his movies last couple of years. I, I last like his entire career. Just lost in that one scene. Yeah, it, it, it is good to see. Yeah, it's just good to see him kick ass. Yeah. So, like, he, he's being strangled by, he's being, like, suffocated by, like, one of Vigo's guys. But he gets, uh, but he gets saved because Marcus is out there with, with, with like, the, un, with, like, the greatest sniper rifle shot of all time. <laughs> People don't realize he's shooting, like, he's shooting through a stained glass window. He's pretty much uh, hiding in Valhalla on Halo 3 map. And uh, he's crouching, and he is just—he is tearing shit apart and taking names. Yeah. So Wick, yeah. So Wick gets out. He corners. He corners Vigo. Well, like, just calm down. And he just shoots. Like, he's like, he just like shoots the car again. And he's like, shit. <laughs> I don't know why. I just love that reaction. But I also, yeah. but I also love that. Like, like, there's a thing I talk about with like a lot of movies where like, like every movie has plot holes. But yeah. if your movie's good, people will overlook it. Where like like the like the, the sniper shot by by Marcus, how did he make that shot through a window that was closed? Stained glass? I have no idea, but I allow it because it was cool and the, and the, and the movie's great. Yeah. Uh, so he gets that, and Vigo ends up giving up his son's location. Uh, so Wick goes to find him. I just love the scene where he's he's like like taking out all the guards. Like he he snipes one of his friends coming out. Like those friends are just like playing video games. He's like super on edge. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets he gets that. <laughs> yeah. He blow he blows up all the getaway vehicles. So uh, <laughs> Yosef has nowhere to go. He's like, okay, you are you are gonna die. And then it's just like this like in, in slow motion. Like it's it's kind of like talking like Michael Myers. Like he's walking nowhere. He's like, you know, what? like I got you. You're dead. Like yeah. you're not getting out of this. And he just like he just shoots him in the gut. Bed in the head, and I love like the line where it's like, "It was just a fucking dot," and then it just shoots him in the head. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he uh, he gives word to Vigo. Uh, Vigo gets word that his son is dead, uh, and you think like, "Okay, movie's over, right?" Not exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still going. Wick checks out of the hotel, uh, but Vigo not exactly happy with Marcus because uh, you know he had every chance, had every chance to kill him. But didn't do it, so he shows up at Marcus's apartment and kind of, and you know pretty much fucks him up. He's just like, "I gave you every chance." He tries to charge him. He's get, you know he's gonna kill him. But I'm glad Defoe got at least one chance to be like a hand to hand kicking badass. Yeah, like yeah, he pulls out a gun, shoots like two, like shoots like two or three guys, and just like, "I go out on my own terms, Vigo. I told you." <laughs> and then yeah, v, 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 Vigo kills him. And you feel, and yeah, you, you know, you know, John is next, unless John finds him first. Uh, so John gets in his car go, and goes to hunt Vigo down, and it, it, it is fun. You can see like the 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 end of this like clearly where they where they ran out of money. <laughs> yeah, because like the like the final the final confrontation is basically a fist fight between him and Vigo in the rain. It's like, dude, we're out, we're out of money. 
Like, okay, uh, oh, we're out just, uh, you know, just having have fight hand to hand in the hey, ring. Uh, oh, wait, that, wait, that worked in uh, Reloaded, right? Didn't he, didn't he fight him in a rain? Mr. That Anderson. Was, that was uh, Revolutions. Revolutions. Uh, I knew there was a, there was a rain fight scene though. Yeah. Which made it, again, bringing that Matrix, Matrix uh, relationship to the forefront too. Yeah, so like, but like realistically, when you look at it, this fight should not even be close. I know Wicked's injured, but like, look at who he's fighting. Yeah. But again, we're allowed because, you know, it's a lot of, emo- a lot of emotionally fueled fights. And yeah, I mean, Wicked, uh, Wicked, Nike, the Sellets. I mean, yeah, he uh, Wicked ends up killing him and Wicked is about to die himself. He's, he's, he's banged out pretty bad. But he goes to an animal shelter and he finds, of course, a new dog. And it's a it, it, it and it and it's a it's a nice little blue pit, who does come back. I'll, I'll let you know he does come back. It's like my white pit bull. <laughs> uh, we also see that Miss Perkins got her got her comeuppance. Uh, she was uh, because she violated hotel rules. Uh, she was excommunicado, so she uh, she gets killed. That was like, sweet how they like cert, put a circle around her and they just blast her in the head. Yep. And then we and then Char- and then Charlie's there to clean it up. Yeah, which I again, I just it's, it's perfect. Yeah, and then yeah, Wick and his new dog right off into the sunset, or I, I guess in this case, in this film, right off into the sequel. And I think I think it's cool because like, what the way it ends was just like it ends in a point where, you know, you it's not like you know, oh, we're gonna do more of this. It's like no, you know, if you like it, we'll do another one. If not, perfectly self-contained story. Yeah. So Russell, being this being a first time watch for you, what did you think of John Wick? I mean, I loved it. I did. Um, I, I really did enjoy it. Kind of like what I said. I, I love the, the how everything like just flows. Um, you know, Keanu. I kind of think we, you know we we talked about this at the beginning. I think this is more his speed for mo- like his dialogue and stuff like that. This fits his character and what how he acts. Um, again, I think that's kind of why it was. It reminds me of the Matrix because the Matrix worked. The first one did. Um, but uh, yeah, just everything about the film. I, I just really enjoyed it. I love the whole fact that he is going on a, a tear just because his dog was killed. I mean, uh, we have we have three dogs, and oh, I love I love them. So I can see the the fuel to the fire there uh, if anything happened to him. Uh, but yeah, I just I really enjoyed it. I, like I said, it is a really good action film. Um, it, it, it's it is crazy that it took almost ten years to see this movie. Yeah, no, it, it is wild because I do I do firmly believe this is. Like one of the top action movies, not just the 2010s, but I think of the 21st century. I think like we will look back at this stage at the 2010s and be like, oh yeah, that's easily one of the best action movies. And it's crazy. We're like, because like this movie where it's just like this like this small little project that Lionsgate is doing that evolved this massive phenomenon where you have the sequel that makes more, and then you have the, the third film that makes, makes more than more. both makes more than both the previous films combined. And then well, the fourth like, one's gonna go, yeah. And the fourth one's gonna go fucking ape shit at the box office. And like the fact that they just keep building, and not only that, the movies are good too. Yeah. But it all starts with this, where it's like it's almost kind of like neo-western comic book-ish stuff, where it's just like you have a guy who like this like it's like solid this stone cold action action hero, like you know, kind of like a stone cold figure who uh gets thrust back into action because of something that wrongs that wrongs him. It's yeah, sort of you know, kind of like Unforgiven, kind of like Death Wish. <laughs> yeah, almost t- with, you know, like the great like martial arts movies, like you know, kind of like you know, Crash Dagger, Hidden Dragon, or yeah, it's like what? 
No, I was going to say, like, you can even throw an action film, like, Taken in there, too. I take, I take, <laughs> but yeah, I think, it's one, I think it's one of the best action movies of the past, of the past couple past couple decades. One of the best revenge movies of all time. Like, this is, I, I, th- I finally think this will, like, be, have its place among, like, the great action movies of all time. And one of the greatest action franchises of all time. I honestly think that if, the, if, the, if this keeps it up, this could be the best action franchise of all time. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it only, you know, gets more and more, you know, uh, grossing, yeah. like as 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 the movies keep coming out. So yeah, who knows? The movie gets John- better, and the quality never wavers. Well, if the quality never wavers, I think this has a strong chance to be yeah. greatest of all time, and definitely the best John Canneries ever played. Yeah. So yeah, that was our thoughts on John Wick. So Russell, one guy, plug for head up. Yeah, you guys can find us notorious by chance on Facebook. That's where we put the polls up for you guys to vote on. Um, we'll be back with another poll uh, this coming week. And you guys can also find us YouTube, Notorious by Chance. You can find my Twitter, Instagram, and Chance Wars underscore 91. Uh, check out the PJ Campbell Network, where I'm also doing stuff. I got the PJ Campbell show. I am debuting a, another show very soon. And yeah, that's going to do it for us here. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.